Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church. Good morning, Destiny family. We are streaming online today from the new DCC facility on West Newberry Road, and we're excited at how things are, are turning out here, and we can't wait for you to see it in person. But unfortunately, because of the current pandemic, we cannot meet together right now, but we wanted to give you another glimpse into our new church home. Check this out. Praise the Lord, we are almost there. And although our first service in the new sanctuary is probably going to look a lot different than how we imagined it, I want us as a church family to focus on the promise and not the problem. You see, God is being glorified each week at DCC. We are reaching many new people that we have never reached before because of our online services, and God is still using Destiny Community Church for His glory. What more could we ask for? Today we're going to continue with our series, Are We There Yet? And for the sake of time, I don't want to review the previous weeks. Let's dive right into what God is saying to us today. My wife showed me some old videos this week as we were sitting around on the couch. And it was from a a trip that we took to Disney World for Kendall and Caleb's fifth birthday. Yes, our twins were turning five and we planned a trip to Disney World. And her mom and dad went with us and her mom is always taking pictures, always taking video, and, and her mom's had these videos for years, and, and now 17 years later, we're watching them, and, and it makes sense to me because they're very sentimental to watch. Uh, one of those videos uh, that the, my mother-in-law recorded of us was during the firework display at Disney World late that night, um, and, and, and what's unique to me about this video is that I didn't see any of the fireworks. She focused in on us, our family of four. And you can see me holding Kendall and I think Mandy is holding Caleb. And, and she's just focused in on, on us, on our facial expressions and, and how the kids were reacting to the fireworks. And, you know, we're standing there on Main Street. We're, we're exhausted. It was a long day of Disney World, but we're looking up And although they were tired, there there was a look on their faces of amazement and awe as they just watched the fireworks. We had made it. We had braved the, the lines, the crowds, the heat. We even braved the food prices to get to that moment, and it was amazing. Church, don't grow weary. Don't grow weary in well-doing. We're not there yet, but we're oh so close. It's easy to get lost in the journey. Don't get lost along the way. We might walk into the promised land exhausted, but it will be worth it. And we will be amazed and we will be in awe. 
Last week, we left off with the Israelites deciding not to advance into their promised land because it seemed too difficult. The land was everything that God promised that it would be. It was flowing with milk and honey, and there were grapes, pomegranates, and figs. But you see, there was this one major problem. There were people that were already there. There were inhabitants in the land, and they were big, and their cities were fortified. The Israelites chose to listen to the ten spies that said, we can't, instead of trusting God and listening to the report of the two spies that said, we must, we must go into this land. We must go into the promise that God has called us into. But they chose to go the other direction. And they quit on God because there were too many problems. There was too much to deal with, too many things that can go wrong. They quit on God. Church, don't quit on God. The only way that you will ever be defeated is if you quit on God. Listen to Philippians 4 and 13 that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's never just God doing all the work. You see, it requires some action out of us. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open. But it's also never just you doing all the work. We step out in faith and we act, but God's, God's hand of provision, he, he intervenes. And God is the one that brings the increase in our life. He's the one that brings the blessings into our life. And, and, and this is how we get to experience the supernatural. You see, I put in the natural, God puts in the super, and together we get to see the supernatural results. God always works wonders with the natural. You see, he'll take a natural sea and supernaturally parts it. He takes a natural rock and supernaturally he provides water to drink through it. He takes an ordinary natural group of people and supernaturally he builds them into a nation. Don't miss out on what God has for you because you won't trust him with your natural. You see, your natural may be in your finances. Do you trust God with your natural? It may be with your occupation. Do you trust God with your occupation? It might be in your marriage or in your home. Do you trust God with your home? Because if you hold back what is natural, God can never perform the supernatural with it. Today, I want us to read from Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, we're going to read verses 1 through 9. And as you turn there, I want to remind you that now we're 40 years later. We get to skip over 40 years of them wandering in the wilderness because I'm declaring we're not going to miss out on what God has for us. We're going to walk into our promised land both corporately and individually. And so we're skipping over 40 years, and now we're standing on the threshold of the promised land again with the Israelites. Joshua chapter 1, I want to start reading at verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... The Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses my servant commanded you. 
Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. That's important. Don't get distracted is what he said. Don't turn to the right or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You see, God kept reminding him, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. It's important for us to learn from the mistakes of the past and be determined not to repeat those same mistakes. You see, the earlier generation, they chose to trust a negative report, and they did not get to see the promised land. And that generation had to die off before they would once again have the opportunity to enter into the promised land. If they're not careful, they're going to be faced with the same scenario. And often when we're faced with the same scenario, we'll make the same decision. And 40 years later, they're looking at the same problems. It it hasn't changed. There are still people there. The Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, they're all still inhabiting the land. They are just as strong, if not stronger. The cities are just as secure. And this can be discouraging as it was once discouraging. But it's interesting to me that God stresses to Joshua the fact that Moses has kicked the bucket. Moses is dead, and it's like he wants him to understand that. Listen to verses 1 and 2 again. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. This had to be discouraging for Joshua. I mean, this was a mentor in his life, a father figure, if you will. And now... This man is dead. He's no longer in his life. And and God is stressing to him, Moses is dead. It's as if God was telling Joshua, the old way of doing things is over. That style of leadership is behind us. The way Moses did things, we're not going to operate like that anymore. So don't make the same mistake that he made. Moses is dead. That way of life is over. Don't let the sin of a previous generation keep you from receiving your promise. You see, just because your father struggled with alcoholism, it doesn't mean that you have to struggle with alcoholism. Just because your mother struggled with with anxiety or depression, it doesn't mean that you have to struggle with anxiety and depression. Just because your parents were slaves to the lender and they overextended their finances, it doesn't mean that you have to. And sure, I know 50% of all marriages fail and it may be the norm for your heritage, but you do not have to settle for shallow roots in your family tree. Dig deep and be determined to live in your promised land. And now 40 years later, Joshua and this new generation, they're ready to enter into the promised land. And it's a new mindset. They don't think the way that their ancestors thought. They don't think the way that that the previous generation thought. They have a new mindset and they're ready to take this land. But you see, a prepared land is not home until you take possession of it. I know a few years ago, Mandy and I built a new house, and it was quite the process of picking out the lot, designing the layout of the house, and picking out the colors, the fixtures, and the finishes. I I know that for us, 
just picking out the light fixtures. It, we had some knockdown dragouts just picking out lights. I, I, I was I was I was ready to 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 do Mandy in, I, and I know she probably wanted to kill me too. But but in the end, it was everything that we had hoped for, everything that we imagined that it would be. Now, humor me and just imagine with me, if you will, that at closing. We're sitting there, and after we've, we've signed all the paperwork, they slide the keys across the table, and they say, McKinley family, welcome to your new home. But wouldn't it be crazy out of, out of an unwillingness to go through the hassle of packing up boxes and, and loading it up into a truck and moving it to the new house and unpacking all those boxes? Wouldn't it be crazy because of that unwillingness to do that that we decided to, to not occupy the new property? You see, until you occupy that property, you can't lay claim to the promise. Too many of God's children are, are just stuck living life at the old residence of past hurt, past mistakes, past guilt, past blame, past wounds, because they won't go through the trouble of moving into the new prepared land. Church, start packing your boxes put in for a change of address because we're moving into a new season, both corporately and individually, we're moving into a new season of God's promises. You know, the reason why Joshua could, could readily move into the promised land is because he didn't fight for victory, he fought from victory. He didn't fight for victory, he fought from victory. The battle had already been won and he knew it, he trusted this. Remember, 40 years earlier, as just a young man, he's the one that, that said, we can take this land. We can do this. And so he knows that this battle has already been won. He remembers God's promise of, I will send hornets in to drive out the inhabitants before you. God's going in before him, and he knows that the battle has already been won so he can fight from victory. And it's time that we, as children of God, stop fighting to win and start fighting because he already won. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't take the battlefield to secure a victory. We take the battlefield to celebrate a victory. When I was a teenager, the McKinley brothers were known for dominating the basketball courts. Wherever we went, whatever playground we went to, whatever outdoor court we went to, whatever gymnasium we went to, we won. And there were four of us, and, and I was the youngest. And to, and to be quite honest with you, I was probably the less skilled at that time in, in playing basketball. I was young. You see, I had two brothers that they could just shoot the lights out. One was a shorter guard, and, and the other was taller, and he would he'd post up and play center, and both of them could just shoot. And then my other brother, he was the Dennis Rodman. He would put his body on everyone, and he'd grab every rebound. No one could out-rebound him. He was physical. And when we walked up to basketball courts, no matter who we were playing, I knew that we were going to win simply because of who was on my team. In life, we win simply because of who is on our team. We've got Jesus Christ, the Son of God, on our team. We've got God the Father who is preparing the way before us, going before us, and driving out the inhabitants. We've got the Holy Spirit that is guiding and leading us. 
because of who we have on our team, we will win. So let's do it. Let's walk into the promise. Sure, we're going to deal with some uncertainties and there will be some real enemies that we have to fight. But if God be for us, who can be against us? Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are going before us. God, I thank you that you have given us a measure of faith so that we can step out and step into our promised land. And Lord, I know that some people right now, they are doing just that. They are stepping into their promised land. They are just beginning to experience your blessings on their lives. And God, I just pray, Lord, that you would go before us, that you would, would go before us and run our enemies out, Lord. God, I pray that you would begin fighting the battles before we have to even lift a finger. Lord, I believe that when we step out on faith, Lord, that you're there with us every step of the way. Maybe you're watching online today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And there's so many of us that we're praying for you. We have a prayer team that's been praying for you all morning that you would feel the Holy Spirit pulling at your heart, drawing you to God the Father. And the only way that we can experience a relationship with God the Father is through the Son, Jesus Christ. You see, He paid the price for us. He paid for our sins. And when He was crucified and He was buried, He rose again, giving us eternal life. And today, we want to lead you in a prayer. And it's a simple prayer. All you have to do is repeat this prayer after me, but believe it in your heart. Make my words your words today. And so I want you to look up to heaven and I want you to say this with me. Say, Dear Lord... I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and that he rose again, giving me eternal life. And today, I make him the Lord of my life. In his name I pray. Amen. Amen. We are celebrating with you. You know, all over, there are people right now that are clapping. They're cheering you on because you made that decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, Revelation chapter 12 tells us that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Well, Jesus shed that blood. He was the Lamb, that sacrifice for you. Now you've got to do your part. You've got to tell somebody, and we would be honored if you would tell us today. And, and we make this so simple for you. All you've got to do is go to destinycommunitychurch.org slash connect. Go down to the decision form. Fill that out so that we can put a free book. It's our investment into you. It tells you all about your next steps. We want to send this book to you. But more than that, we want you to have a testimony today. And you can simply testify by going to destinycommunitychurch.org slash connect. Fill out that decision form and let us continue to celebrate with you. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening.